All good morning. It's so exciting to be with you. I haven't told you lately, but uh, I'm just so thankful for the opportunity and the privilege to be able to uh, to maybe teach you a little bit, uh, uh, maybe whet your appetite. Uh, again, I believe you should get this book by the by John Piper, The Passion of Jesus Christ. You'll get way more out of the book than you'll get out of the podcast, but hopefully. Um, I won't take away from uh, what John is teaching, Pastor John is teaching, and I pray that uh, that uh, in some way something that uh, is said will be a blessing to you. Grab your Bibles, we're still in and will be through up to Easter, uh, the Passion of Jesus Christ. I hope that this series over the next couple months will just radically, radically improve your understanding of the price paid uh, by Jesus Christ, and not just the price that was paid, but the reality of that price, the acceptance of the sacrifice that's available for you and I for the cleansing of our sins and the restoration of our relationship with God was provided by Jesus Christ. And the proof of that is that God raised Jesus from the dead. He's seated at the right hand of the Father and the majesty and power, and he upholds all things by the power of his word. Um, the fifth reason why Jesus uh, Christ suffered and died is to show the wealth of God's love and grace for sinners. Let me say that again, because you should get excited about this. It was to show the wealth of God's love and grace for sinners. Let's uh, look at Isaiah chapter 53, verses 11 and 12. I hope you're getting really familiar with this Isaiah passage as well. Verse 11, it says, After the suffering of his soul, he shall see the light of life and be satisfied. There's another um, uh, picture of the resurrection. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. Jesus bears our iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong. Because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors, for he bore the sin of many and made intercession for our transgressions. He didn't make intercession for his own transgressions, because as Peter tells us in 1 Peter, he was sinless. The sinless Lamb of God, who paid the price for our sins, and because of that, God has honored him, and God has showcased him in the resurrection. And for 40 days, Jesus uh, appeared to groups uh, as large as 500 in post-resurrection appearances to let them know that he was indeed risen from the dead. Let's read uh, a few scriptures. In Romans chapter 5, which is probably, I don't know, some of my favorite scripture. I say that all the time, but Romans chapter 5 is big because to me it explains this beautiful transaction of God's love for humanity. Romans chapter 5, and let's read starting with verse 6. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died. Who did he die for? He died for the religious. Nope. He died for us sinners, the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So Christ died to share or to show the wealth of God's love and grace for sinners. You and I are sinners. Romans 3.23 says we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. You know that really well. And you know yourself well enough to know that you have fallen short in many areas. But hopefully you also know that God has 
desired to show his great love and mercy to you and I. We know John 3, 16, most of us can quote it, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. We read that and we quote that and we hear that so often that I think it becomes almost like refrigerator noise, just that white noise in your in your kitchen, that noise that just is there. Um, and we know it's it's important because if it stops making noise, the refrigerator is not working, right? But let's not let the word of God and especially John 3.16 become white noise in our lives, refrigerator noise that just that just just is is there and we kind of go, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. We need to stop and we need to realize that God so loved the world, put your name there, that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And what was God's purpose in all of this? It was to bring us back to him. But it was also to showcase his love through Jesus for us. Jesus is the one and only mediator, the Bible tells us, between God and man. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7. This is beautiful. In him, Christ, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, in accordance with the riches of God's grace, verse 8, that he lavished on us. God just didn't take a small vial and say, here, take this, take this, everything will be good. No, he lavished it on us. He lavished his love on us. He poured forth his great love on us. He, he, he emptied the bucket, so to speak, and poured it forth on us so that we would understand in some small measure this immense love that God has for us. Let's read uh, from Piper. The measure of God's love for us is shown by two things. One, it's the degree of his sacrifice in saving us from the penalty of sin. And the other is the degree of unworthiness that we have when, when he saved us. The degree of his willingness to pay this amazing price for us, Romans 8.32, God did not spare his own son but gave him up for us, and the degree of our unworthiness. Those two are important. How big was the price he paid? And how big was our sin? Our sin separated us from God. And Romans 6.23 says the, the, the wages that we get for our sin is death, that spiritual death, that death in our, in, inside of us that, that makes us dead to Christ and dead to God and dead to his love. And so God pays this huge price. And who does he use to do, to do this? The mediator, Jesus Christ. We also hear it in the word Christ. This is the name based on the Greek title Christos or anointed one or a Messiah. Listen to this. It is a term of great dignity. The Messiah was to the uh, to be the king of Israel. He would conquer the Romans and bring peace and security to Israel. Thus, the person whom God sent to save sinners was his own divine son, his only son and anointed king of Israel, indeed the king of the world. See, they looked for the Messiah who would be the conqueror. They didn't realize that the conquering that would take place would be the sin in the world. Much bigger than a than a conquering army, much bigger than this this army that possessed or took over or controlled all of the Jews in their life 
what was bigger than that was the control of sin in our lives. So God comes and he conquers. He's the great conqueror. He is Christos, the anointed one, the Messiah, who would only be able to pay the price for our sins. Look up Isaiah 9, 6 and 7 today and, and take a look at that and read that on your own. Let's get back to what Piper says. When we add to this consideration the horrible death by crucifixion that Christ endured, it becomes clear that the sacrifice the Father and the Son made was indescribably great, even infinite. When you consider the distance between the divine and the human, but God chose to make this sacrifice to save us. The measure of his love for us increases still more when we consider our unworthiness. Perhaps for a good person, as we read, one would dare to die, but God <clears throat> shows his love for us and that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. We deserve divine punishment, not divine sacrifice. We deserve divine punishment, not design our divine sacrifice. I'm tired of hearing people say, we just need to be a better version of ourselves. No, no, we are completely unrighteous and unholy. And we need a complete uh, divine sacrifice that goes beyond. Otherwise, all we deserve is divine punishment. All we deserve is divine punishment. Our debt is so great that only a divine sacrifice could take care of it. There's only one explanation for God's sacrifice for us, and it's not us. It is the riches of his grace, Ephesians 1.7. It is all free. It is not a response to our worth. It is the overflow of his infinite worth. In fact, that is what divine love is in the end, a passion to enthrall undeserving sinners at great cost with what will make us supremely happy forever, namely his infinite beauty. Monsieur, one more scripture and then we'll close. First John, first John, toward the back of the Bible, first John chapter four and verse 10. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sin. This is love, his love that he shared with us through the sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ. Let me pray for us in Numbers chapter 6, 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. God bless you till we talk again.